Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, well, doesn't the Pope look a bit like Thor's dad? And sitting across from me through the powers of the internet, it is the ever-angelical Tobias. I am ever-angelical. I'm glad you you, uh, noted this at this occasion. It has been duly noted. Duly noted? I forgot my halo today. (laughs) Halo! Halo! How are you getting on, bud? I am uh, doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing, Mr. Mandy Pants? I'm all right today. I don't have a migraine, so yay times. That's good. I mean, that's one thing to note. Normally, I don't know. We normally both watch uh, the film we're reviewing on the Friday. Yeah. And then we record on the Saturday. Yeah. But I watched the film on Friday, but now it's Monday recording. That's a thing. So I didn't make notes. So um, I'm just going off a of memory now. <laughs> well, and you know, there's been sometimes a, there's the been memories are more interesting. Who there's knows? Been a few days. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, should I read the description of the film that we're talking about? If you could. What if I couldn't? <laughs> then what? we'll we'll just move on swiftly. <laughs> uh, okay then. Cool. The two popes. At a key turning point for the Catholic Church, Pope Benedict XVI forms a surprising friendship with the future Pope Francis, inspired by true events. Cast Anthony Hopkins, Jonathan Price, director Fernando Mireles. Yeah. Right, so we watched a film about the Popes. We did. That's a uh, thing that happened. It's called The Two Popes. Yeah. Um, and... Obviously, there's two popes, and that in itself is unusual, because there shouldn't be two popes. There should not be two popes. Because one does not get elected until the other one has died. Yeah. Um, but I would also say, for it being called the two popes, it's very much about one pope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, two popes is a bit misleading, really, because... It is. It isn't about two popes. It's about a pope and a potential pope. Yes, but it, the film is about the potential pope. I mean, if it helps, I don't know. if Did you do any research on this film? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I don't know if you, you saw. It was initially meant to be called The Pope. Oh, no, I didn't But, but yeah. um, basically, Anthony Hopkins' agent vetoed that and said, no, we need a title that doesn't just focus on him. Yeah, maybe. But, well, that so, makes sense. Considering... So you can see where they've gone with it. Yeah, because it is unusual. Um as I've already noted, you shouldn't really have two popes. That no. shouldn't be a thing. Uh, and actually, in the majority of the film, you don't have two popes. It oh. is the pope and who will become Pope Francis. But the film is mostly about Pope Francis and yeah. his journey to become Pope Francis, all in all. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's probably safe to say I'm not the most religious person in the world. I think that is fair. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I was dreading this film. Yeah. I was dreading. I mean, I don't know how about you, because you think you've got more of a religious, religious background than I have. I, I mean, I was brought up religious. Uh, yeah. So Church, Church of England, as opposed to Catholic. Yeah. Um, so not really in the way of the Pope. We don't, you know, we don't worship the Pope or anything. Yeah. Um, but that said, it's, I guess it holds a little bit more interest for me than you. Yeah. I mean, there uh, was I, there is religion in my upbringing. It just wasn't as anywhere near as heavy as yours would have been. I mean, I've so. been to Vatican City. I mean, I've have been, you? I've oh, lived, yes, been yeah, sure. Um, though more for the art. <laughs> yeah, no, I get <laughs> to be that, fair. I get that. Um, so no, it was kind of. I wasn't dreading it like you were. For me, 
actually a bit of me were looking forward to it mostly because it is Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins and I thought those two on screen together would be good yeah. and also I would say they are good it has a good enough cast to make you go if anything it'll be well done yes what I would say now for a few of the reviews that we've done over the past few weeks um, I've maybe got lost at points. I haven't understood flashbacks yeah. or something. Didn't have that problem with this one. This no. was very well signposted. Yeah. What was. I was, what I wasn't expecting was, I would say eighty percent of the film is subtitled. Oh, easily, easily. And I'm glad you warned me of that. I did warn you of that because um, I had a bit of time to to process and go right. I'll expect that. I didn't have any time because I put it on on a day that I was actually quite busy and I thought, well, I can watch <laughs> it, but I can multitask. No, 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 no. I thought it was going to be a very talky film and it is. Oh, it is. It's just not in English. <laughs> no, <laughs> which means that you, I couldn't do other things. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, it was yeah. actually quite a relief when they did start talking in English. I was like, oh, I can actually relax a little bit now. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen. Those moments are scarce between, but um. I mean, generally, I mean, cast-wise, there was no other choices for these guys. They were the, the from the off when they spoke about the film, which I think is perfect. Well, considering, I mean, at the end of the film, you do see the real people yeah, uh, and their meetings. And actually, I don't, I can't think of actors who suited the parts any better. No. I mean, when doing my research for this, I found a, an article by Jonathan Price, well, yeah. interviewing Jonathan Price about this film, and he said that for years he had been compared to Pope Francis. Yeah. Uh, from literally the moment he was on the scene, he was having pictures showed him going, "You look like this, this, this Pope, well, not this Pope, this um, this Cardinal." Yeah. yeah. So there was always that. There was always that kind of lookalike thing there, and actually he was asked officially on the day of. Uh, Pope Francis' inauguration. Really? Officially, yeah, it's been in the works. But um, he, he does. He definitely does look like him. And actually, Anthony Hopkins looks very good as Pope Benedict. Yes, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just I'm not going to say the number every time I say. It. If I say Pope Benedict, I mean, you mean the sixteenth. I mean, you mean yeah. 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 I'm not going to say the sixteenth every time because that's the one we're dealing with. Yeah, but they 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 do both look enough like them. Yeah, but. Jonathan Price wins that lookalike competition easily. I mean, I think both their performances are genuinely very good. Yes. I think they portray them very well. And Jonathan Price said that when he was initially offered it, he wanted to turn it down. Really? Yeah, because he didn't like the idea of portraying a real-life person. That's unusual. That's normally what Oscar winners, you know, Oscar winners do that. I mean... I, th I think it's the idea of not only is it someone who was real, but like if you were to play Elvis... Obviously, Elvis is dead, so you're basing it on someone who was. Yeah. But basing it on someone who is very much still on the scene. Yeah. Um, keeping it, also, keeping in mind that the Vatican turned down filming approval ooh. to film at the Vatican. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, but I understand that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, what I have read is, obviously, it does deal with the who will become Pope Francis, I can't say his name, Pope Francis, um, his backstory, how he becomes involved in religion generally. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it is that journey. But when it comes to the conversations between the, the two men, yeah. which is like the key point to the whole film, 
a lot of it is not necessarily fact. No, no, that's uh, one thing about putting it together. Is, uh, obviously, they can only take the things that they know. Yes. And, um, yeah. and the I think, I don't know, I'm going to say the director rather than the writer, unless it's the same person. I actually didn't make a note of the writer, to be honest. I also um, Which is good, because I'm a writer, so I should have. But whoever it was basically said, you have to take inspiration from the truth. Yeah, yeah, makes to, sense. To get it as close as possible. But what is known is, it's actually shown in the film that while there may be some misgivings, by the end they become quite good friends. Yeah, just so you know, the writer is Anthony McCartan. Okay, I did know that, but I had not made it. No, I just googled it, just so we had a name. Um, I haven't actually, I'll tell you what I haven't researched, what the director or writer have done. I haven't seen them. I've had a quick look into the director, but obviously I have nothing into the the writer. I might have a look in a second. Um, But I mean, I do know that whilst they may have become friends, maybe not as good friends as the film makes out. No, the film does does push a little bit more that they they're basically besties by the end of it. But in real yeah. life, like uh, even up to now, Benedict is constantly uh, involved in publishing the letters that aren't like going for Pope Francis, but are mainly well, go- actually supporting the of. people. Are- Sort it's of. more of, it's more indirect than that a lot of the time. Yes. Go, he's more like agreeing with the people who are attacking him. Yeah. So also, it, it, it's quite uh, cleverly done, actually. Also, there's a point in the film where Pope Benedict kind of, what would you say? Not apologizes. That's not the word. Uh, Confess. Confesses. Yeah, there's a kind of confession. That wasn't. Uh, no, at no the, point the, did he. The whole point is, every time they have a one-on-one conversation when there's no one else there, there is no one else there, so it yeah. has to be written. And most of the time, they've tried to be character real and stuff, but obviously they've had to try and add elements to hook you. And I get why they've done that with the with ben, Pope Benedict's confession, but obviously it's fully fabricated in the way that you, you, there's no guarantee that anything what was said in that room. But I mean, yeah. I found myself googling stuff as well as watching it to see did that really happen. Like, obviously, that conversation straight afterwards they they come out to the public, don't they? They they walk out of the room they're in, and because the yes. place they're in is open. And I was like, did that actually happen? And it, it did. And I think that's quite cool because they did something in this film quite a lot, which I suppose is a cinematic point where every now and then they it would be someone would take a picture or you'd see a video footage yeah. that looked like it was real. But it but was. I think I, was it a case though that it was real? But when it comes to one of the two popes talking, it then goes to the actor. Maybe like there was one early on. There was one early on with they were just showing it was when uh, Pope Benedict was first brought in, and he kind of went on his little tour, as it were. He, he did the tour and all that, and they were showing clips, TV clips on TVs of him talking. And it was like, well, that looks so real of how it would have looked. Yeah. And I mean, they did it for both the poets. It was, they've made some very clever creative choices for this film. Yeah. I mean, I would say for, well, okay, obviously it's Netflix. It's a Netflix film. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's quite cinematic in how they've done it. Yeah. Very much so. Um, very very visual. Yes. Um, and I think that helps with it. It could easily have been a very dull film. Yeah. And I will say that's one of the things that worried me because I'm not a religious person. It doesn't, 
It's not something that I would normally say interests me. I will say the film was a pleasant surprise in the sense that I didn't have the problem I did with High Flying Bird, which I keep referring back to as my fail, yeah. because I forced myself to watch through that. I, I, I got because unlike you, I do. I just sit and I focus on the film all the time. Yeah, but High Flying Bird, I had to support myself through it. But this, I didn't have any need. The only time I got my phone out was to go, "Oh, did that happen?" Or I wonder if that, if that guy's still alive, or yeah, you know. Um, so I did actually find it. It's quite educational if you're not a religious person, you don't know about it. Because yes, as long as you take their conversations as fabrications and embellishments, the yeah. actual concept of of everything that actually f- happens happened. Yeah. Which is was quite interesting. I mean, I would say I've had a string of films where I've wanted to like them more than I have. Yeah. I didn't really get on with the Breaking Bad film. Uh the comedy that we watched, I didn't really find funny. Yeah. In fact, there's a point here in this film when the two popes, I think, are watching football, and I actually laughed out loud. And I went, well, that's already got more reaction than the comedy did. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things I liked about it was there's a moment very early on where um, uh, Pope Francis, but at this point he's not Pope Francis, he's just Jorge Bergoglio, or Bergoglio, however, however you pronounce his name. I thought I'll take the Future Pope Francis. Yeah, he's, he's humming. And yeah. Pope Benedict goes, yes. uh, what is yeah. that? Actually, he's not Pope Benedict by that point, is he? He's No, he's only a cardinal He's well. just a cardinal at that point. And he says, what's that hymn you're... You're humming, and he goes, "Oh, that's Dancing Queen by Abba," and yeah. uh, Pope Benedict does not know who that is. He's like oh. Abba, and then it's interesting seeing them kind of bond, but it's not bonding. But seeing them come together over this this kind of knowledge that one of them has and the other one doesn't. Like he, um, Pope Francis gets called to Rome to go and see Pope Benedict, yeah. and obviously they have a very awkward conversation out in the grounds where they yes. fully basically call each other out on everything the other one believes, and it's very awkward. And Which it basically is good. I quite yeah, like that scene. That was very good, and it, yes. it, it basically ends with Benedict, Pope Benedict just going, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not having this. I'm walking away." Really, in yeah. his own popey way, yeah. popey way. And um, <laughs> and, but then the problem is Pope Francis. I can't call him Pope Francis. Jorge at this point, soon to be Pope Francis has then got to spend the night. Yeah. And he finds himself in, basically, the parlour where he's just left and he pops the TV on and he's watching football and Pope Benedict walks in and it's so awkward because they're just sitting there very aware that they've spent the the afternoon really going at each other about their beliefs. But then he's like, I'll turn the telly off. He's like, no, you don't have to. It's fine. And then they kind of bond over the piano. And I did not know that Anthony Hopkins could play the piano. But apparently he's a him? very yeah he's pro- yeah he played he played live and he ad libbed what he played completely completely live it wasn't scripted and the because th- again that's what I, one of the things I googled as I was watching going, can Anthony Hopkins play piano and he can and through all of lockdown he's been posting videos I don't know where of him playing it to his cat <laughs> that's what he's been doing to get through lockdown I think good on him <laughs> yeah and that's it again I mean you've got the piano he recorded where the Beatles recorded. Yeah, in Abbey Road. He had no and idea. He not not a clue at all. And yet you've got um future Pope Francis yeah. going Abbey Road. <laughs> and quite excited by it. It's clever because it's very much worlds colliding. Even though they are both in the world of religion, that is what they do. You've got Pope Benedict who is hardcore, his mind is only in the game. He he's in yeah. he he's that's what he's there for. But obviously the whole point in Pope Francis on his appeal is that he isn't 
living the life. He's, you know, he's not taking all the luxuries. He refuses to, to wear certain things. He's, he's basically like, well, the people we're serving don't have this. Why should we? And yeah. I like that attitude. I mean, I don't uh, think we've actually noted in the podcast. The conversation sort of comes about between the two men because basically future Pope Francis does have no idea about being future Pope Francis. He wants to quit yeah. being a cardinal completely. And Pope Benedict was basically going, no, because <laughs> I've got plans. That was I've got plans. Because there were times where he was just refusing to acknowledge it. And I outright laughed I really like the helicopter because <laughs> he's like, They've got their headphones on to, and they're having a, f- a nice conversation because this is after they've had their little bonding session. Yeah. And then future Pope Francis turns it back and he goes, about my resignation. And Bennett just takes off the headphones. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you you rebel. Yeah. Um, so I get what you mean. Because you say about football, was that the first time or was it the one at the end with the okay. football? Okay, cool, cool. I, I did wonder which bit made you laugh. The bit well, that really made me chuckle was actually the pizzas. We know the scene where they're having the big, where the fake confession basically, yeah. where Benedict confesses. That's that's when they go into the room, but they've already had pizza at that point, haven't they? Delivered to them by like the security guard. Um, because he goes, he, he goes, would would could you eat? And Benedict goes, yeah, I, I could eat. Mm-hmm. And, and the security guard's like, oh, shall I book you? Shall I get the cooking? He's like, no, no, there's a great pizza place out front. Just pop out and grab some pizzas. And it was just, it was the awkwardness of his security guard popping out. And again, something I found out, which I thought was really funny. One of the names of the pizzas that they ordered was um, Diablos, which is devil. And I just thought that's quite funny. But even though it's a very serious film with a very serious subject to it, because religious is taken very seriously, it does have some sprinklings of not what I'd call outright humour, but realistic stuff, which makes you go, that is funny, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think you see it more in Pope Francis. He's quite witty. Yeah. you know, And he's got knowledge. He's got knowledge of the world that actually, like we're kind of saying, Benedict doesn't have. He's not really in touch with the people. Uh, but when they start bonding over football, um, the thing that kind of made me laugh is when, at the end, their two nations are playing each other. Yeah. And it's a case of, obviously, we've, we've got Pope Francis, who's totally into it, and, he, you know, he, he supports. Uh, yeah. Whereas Benedict, not a clue. Not a clue. Doesn't get it. But he's starting to understand, and he's starting to get into it. But it's like, so, when one of uh, Pope Francis's team does something perhaps he shouldn't, and Benedict's like, why Why did that happen? Uh, and Pope Francis is like, oh, it's just part of the game. But then later, when it's flipped, and Pope Francis is like, oi, you can't do that. At which point, Benedict's like, it's just part of the game. You know, he's getting yeah, into it now. It like, was cool, funny. That's cool. <laughs> it, it was a very nice scene that, I, that was kind of almost, because it, it ended the film really, didn't it? It kind of closed up the film. They'd already of done... The actors, yes. It yeah. Was, okay. So it was, it was a nice scene. I mean... Again, in my research, I found that that scene at the end never happened. It was, it was, it was like the only once um, Pope Francis became Pope Francis. He, him, and um, Pope Benedict, they didn't have another meeting like that at all. He never came back to to meet because he promised he basically he would keep out the public eye. Yeah, that's the the deal of him basically backing down because yeah. um, it just wasn't done. But 
No, but that scene I think was a really nice creative decision because it did kind of close the film up on a nice way. Yes, and um, then we then we get to basically see uh, the the real men in their kind of snapshots. Yeah, of which was was really quite the thing I like because one of the, the last things you hear because it is the real footage yeah. is Pope Francis saying to Pope Benedict, "Don't forget to eat." I didn't uh, pick up on that. I did. It, it, it was one of the last things he said. Yeah. Cause it's them kind of like shaking hands and like. Yeah. And then he, he's just saying, don't, don't, it's, it's about eating. It's like, don't forget to eat or you need to eat. But and it was just, it was a friend line and I liked it. I was like, that's nice. And they were the real people. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I have enjoyed about this film, and I said I found it very educational for me, was I've always wondered about, it's very famous, isn't it, when they, they basically select a Pope because it's, yeah. they all wait out for the colour of the smoke. Yeah. And I'd never really understood the process of it. So I liked seeing how they all vote and, you know, they, they they sew the ballots on. And then it's a huge industrial burner. It's not yeah. even just like a normal little chimney that just pop a little thing in. It's a huge industrial machine electrical powered burner. They've got like a little firework they shove in there. And I'm <laughs> like, that's that's really quite clever. But it was one thing that... They know that I'd, the world's had watching. That's yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they really did get the the size and the scale of how big it was to everyone. Yes. No, I really, I was pleasantly surprised about this. I, I will say. Yeah, because I, I didn't know how you. I didn't know how I was going to deal with it. No. Let alone how you were going to deal with it. Well, and, yeah. Yeah, and then I did initially struggle when I knew it was subtitles. Yeah. And to be honest, we haven't really talked about a lot of the subtitle stuff. Most of what we've been discussing are, is the English spoken yeah, meetings because they are the highlights to be fair well i mean one of the key points to do with subtitles is they make a point of saying that um pope benedict talks in latin a lot of the time because he does that when he has to deliver bad news because he knows that most people can't speak it <laughs> and he he tells him that very early on he Pope Benedict tells that to future Pope Francis early on, and there's a moment at the towards the end when Pope Benedict is basically resigning on telly, and um, future Pope Francis is watching with someone who I'm never sure who it, who the woman is. Is it his mother or? I couldn't. Uh, I didn't. Look I up. was never sure who the woman he was with. It feels like a family member, but um, they're watching this live update from the Vatican, and Pope Benedict starts talking in Latin, and um, future Pope Francis starts chuckling. And his mother's, or his, the, the woman with him starts going, why, why are you laughing? And he goes, oh, he only speaks Latin when he's got to deliver bad news. And I just thought that's a really nice throwback. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. There, there is a lot of, you find the really official parts of the film are the subtitle bits when they're trying to be really real. I think, unless you, you can think of an example that goes against it, they, the subtitled moments, which were most of it, were when they were trying to be really authentic. When they yeah. were really the, the the more real and accurate moments were the subtitle bits. Like all of the process of selecting the next pope was all done in in not in English. It was all subtitled because it wouldn't have been in English. Yeah, you know. So that was quite interesting. And I, I will say I'm glad you warned me about it being subtitled because I don't watch a lot of subtitled films because of my attention span. I'm not good at watching and reading. It does really yeah take it out of me. So. I do tend... I mean, I've watched subtitles because I've watched a load of Japanese horrors and I watch anime and some of them aren't dubbed. But okay. I I go into it knowing. And you also have more of an initial interest. 
Yeah, exactly. It's less so, daunting if you know you're into it. I have no issue watching a fully subtitled film if I'm going into it knowing it's subtitled, because then my mind's prepared to have to split. If yeah. I'd sat down and not realised, I'd have struggled, especially as the film starts out in English. Yes, but that I think that's to ease you in. And then it switches. Very but quickly, though. I will say, because you told me while you were live on TikTok that it was... Yes. It was subtitled. And I I literally I found it on Netflix and I did click play on it just to see if it was like super if it came straight in with it. And honestly I watched maybe a minute of it while I was watching you on live just to kind of get the feel and I was like I definitely need to focus on this. Yeah. <laughs> um I wouldn't have sat and watched it all there anyway, but no, this was a pleasant surprise to me really. I mean, it's probably no surprise this film has been nominated for a lot of things. Awards and all that. Yeah, um, I should have I mean if you can think of an awards ceremony, an awards system, it's been nominated by them. Um, but the main one, the big one, um, the Academy Awards, yeah. Best Actor by Jonathan Price was nominated. Yeah. Uh, and Hopkins was support, uh, support, Best Support and Best Adapted Screenplay. They're all nominated. Right. Well, actually, I've just looked up yeah. the writer just as we're okay. talking about it. So I know what he's done. Okay, cool. He's done The Theory of Everything, The Darkest Hour, Bohemian Rhapsody. Big films. Big, big films. So it's big, actually big not, films. shouldn't be a massive surprise then, should it? No. Really? I mean, it makes sense that it's a favourite for the like, awards because they like yes. they like real things, yeah. things based in reality that they can go, well, is that accurate? Is it well acted? Um, and I actually think it does deserve, I mean, I it has only won one award that I could see, but I can't remember what it was. It's not one of the huge big ones. It's just one of the random, yeah. tel- like one of the random awards. Um I think it's deserving of the nominations because they are all very good. Both the main actors are very good. I mean, there is still a bit of a stigma at the moment in the big awards because a lot of the award ceremonies aren't sure about recognising Netflix stuff. Uh, So the fact that he got the nominations, I think, says a lot. I mean... I mean, we've been nominated for random things before. No, and it was because of that, obviously. But, you know, you when you've been nominated, you always have that thing of not being nominated is an honour in itself. Yeah. Because it means someone has had to take the time to put you in that list. Yeah. So, yeah, it's only just below winning, really. And I think they it does deserve the nominations because they did... I mean, the the, the acting side of it was, was brilliant. And yeah. it, it was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay at the Oscars. And I think... Yeah, definitely. It it should have been nominated. It, it would have been justified to win it as well because it is a very well written. For it film. not being, it definitely not your subject matter, and no. not really my subject matter, uh, but a little bit more so than you. I do think, from a quality point of view, it's probably one of the best films we've reviewed. I agree. And yeah. um, I mean, saying about it not being my subject matter, I think is bang on. I'm, yeah. I'm going to mention High Flying Bird again, just because it's another example of where it's not my subject matter. Yeah. And the problem with that one was it wasn't my subject matter, but it played so far against that. This wasn't my subject matter, but it was done in such a way where I actually was interested and I wanted to know what happened because because I'm not down with all the knowledge i don't know how i don't know the history of the vatican i don't know a lot about the orders i couldn't tell you who was pope four back you know then i I found myself wanting to know what happened with certain people no Uh, but i 
I mean, I know about the Pope being elected. Um, I don't know if it's election. I don't know if you call it elected, actually. No, it's 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 different, isn't it? Yeah. It's not an election. It's not like a public vote. No, but that that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I remember at the time. Sorry, my tummy just decided. I heard that. Was my that. Uh, yeah, okay. I keep heard it, your stuff. Keep it in. A little cameo there. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, that's why I've just been eating an orange. I'm actually hungry. I'm not really eating dinner. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I remember it being a weird thing from from my point of view when Pope Benedict essentially quit, abdicated. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you'd call it as well, because uh, that's resigned. Monarch, I mean. Yeah, resigned. And because it is a thing when you take on the the role of Pope, it's until death. That's a key element of when Pope, because it's done it, again. It's done with humour the way that yeah. Benedict, Pope Benedict delivers that to future Pope Francis. They're just talking, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to resign." Um, it's so <laughs> throwaway, and uh, <laughs> future Pope Francis is like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and he does. Do he, he says that. Yes. The, that literally every world leader comes to you. Yes. They trust what you've got to say because they know that when you take on this role, you are in it until you die. Yes. So your words have meaning. Yeah. And now, it's, it's does, crazy. He does reference something. Apparently, it's not the first time it's happened. No, it's happened once, other, yes. one other time very early on. Um, so it is possible, but it's just not the done thing. And really? All the cardinals in the room when he's when he's doing it live and resigning, even they're going, wait, what? Did we hear that right? Yeah. Because again, he's doing it in Latin. It's crazy. I mean, it's religion and therefore it's meant to be vocation. Yes. You're you're in it. And, you know, the Pope is the highest position a man, or well, a man, can be. I don't know. Can there be a woman? I don't know. I don't think you can because you notice there's no female cardinals either. No, but at this point. I don't think I mean, I, th- I don't see it changing because it's set so deep. Maybe in the core of the right, right early on, though, and this is this is possibly the thing. Actually, the film is telling us though, because when the the previous pope dies, yeah, and it's time to elect a new pope, and this is when Benedict becomes, you know, he he's the new pope. Um, they're looking at all the options to which future Pope Francis is one of the options. Yeah. But also I, I'm, I'm afraid I can't tell you who the name is, but one of the favorites at the time is actually who would be the first black Pope. Yeah. So that there is a course for change in there. Cause he would have been the first one if yeah. he'd got chosen, but also I do think, and this is part of the message of the thing. Benedict is, if you like old school Pope, whereas yeah. Pope Francis is new school. He's the world is changing. And I do think with those things, maybe it could be in time. I think I personally look from looking at this and having a bit of not a little bit of natural knowledge of it. I don't think it's something that will change because it is it's more rooted in the core of the religion. And they it's one of the things every time they try and justify something. So in the whole conversation, because the whole point is future Pope Francis is very much like homosexuality in my opinion is isn't as outright wrong as it as as you think it is and they've got very direct opposite beliefs on some of these although that is actually something that is dealt with in the film more than once that's not always been the view mm. he's changed his mind yeah 
yeah, he's grown, hasn't he? And yeah, that, he's, and that's he's the point. Been, he says, yeah. "I've changed," and Pope Benedict says, "No, you've compromised. You're compromised now." And he goes, "No, they're they're different things." Yes, and that's a nice another nice callback later on. Pope Benedict does the same thing yes. with something else. He says, "No, I haven't compromised. I've changed my opinion." There is a lot of that, though. There, there is a thing where Benedict is essentially against Francis. Yeah, but Benedict, in a way, learns from Francis. Yeah, uh, and he does use his own words against him. Yeah, quite cheekily. I but mean, actually, it's a cheeky. That, if anything, I mean, this moves away from religion and more towards yeah. the politics side of it. That is a very political thing. Yes. Because yes. literally the whole religion is very political in the way they put themselves across to make people agree with some of the things they say. As in like, I don't mean that in a manipulative kind of way. I mean that in like a, basically when you when you address a group of people, like for a sermon, you want them to like what you're saying, you want them to agree. So you yeah. word things in a certain way. And actually that is a very political thing. Yeah. To, for public, It's a public speaking thing. Yeah. So you do you do take people's words and kind of regurgitate them back at them because what better way to persuade someone with their own words? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it is all. Will we ever have a female pope? I don't know. I don't personally think we will. No, but I think that is. We are. We are getting into bigger topics and yeah. what the film. I will say actually, around. we haven't really lingered on it. This film does really touch on them yeah. because the whole point is beyond wanting to resign normally. Future Pope Francis says, I can't be Pope. I've had a really shady background. <laughs> uh, I've had a really shady background. You know, I got involved with the military. You know, yeah. all of Argentina hates me. Uh, early on, he kind of... I can't uh, quote it in any way. I'm not really good at quotes. No. Um, but he kind of, in an early scene, he essentially calls out their own religion. On a lot of things, like the fact that you're meant to be celibate, and I went that only came in basically a few years ago. Yeah, it's that initial <laughs> conversation where they where they outside the grounds and they they basically disagree with each other constantly. I think yeah. it's a big thing because this is something that does interest me, and now I'm going to have to look for it. He says there was a point where there was no mentions of angels. Yeah, and then so suddenly like... there were angels everywhere. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah that's actually quick key, isn't it? You go suddenly now there are angels everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's true no. because they they have to. It's always that thing of religions grow. They start as a seed at one point when they they're created and they they grow and they get bigger and bigger. So yeah, of course they have to. Things will appear and come into the religion at some point, and it's just how seriously those things are taken. And obviously, like angels are a huge part of religion now. So yeah. is like the celibacy of of everyone on the staff, and it makes sense. But you do have to go. Well, what point did that come in? Has that always been so? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm going to say something now, which is not going to go down well. I'm very sorry about this, by the oh, way. No. I know I have to I have to say it because it's something that I said to my own father once, because my father is very religious and at one point nearly trained to be a vicar. Yeah. But we are Church of England. We are a Church okay. of England family. Uh, and I noted the only reason that Church of England exists is because Henry VIII wanted to divorce. Yeah. You know, that's where our religion comes from. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing you is, you, you say that obviously that won't, people won't be happy with that. But the thing is, that is something that's based in historic fact. Yes. Yeah. So it's not something you're going, this is my opinion. That, so no, that's, but also expressing it doesn't go down well. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing about opinion, isn't it? Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, but then, but that's essentially actually what Pope Francis is doing. 
he's he kind of going, well, this is a fact. But yeah. I'm in a room where this fact isn't going to okay, be very well received. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. The thing is, the, the the church, all the churches of whatever religion you're looking at, they have their their not. I'm going to say rules, but I don't mean rules. They're they're the things they their ethos, the things they live by. Like, who is it who doesn't eat like pork? That Jews. I think so. I'm never. Sh- I'm never sure. I'm because I say religion is not my strong point, and I do get confused. But they all have their 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 rules that have come from something. Some of them have changed, some of them have disappeared, some of them have appeared. So it shows you that religion does change. Yeah. And at what, so what's okay now in 20 years might now might be void in different elements. So, do you know what I mean? So that's why I say about the whole female pope, you never know. No. I think as of now, if you were to ask me as of now, I'd say no, it's, I think it's very unlikely. But you, who knows what's going to happen in the future? I, I would religions. say in future there probably will be. Because religions grow to fit their current audience, I guess. Well, otherwise, people stop actually following the religion. Yeah. 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 If it doesn't fit them, if it doesn't represent them. Yeah. You know. Uh, but I yeah, mean, we, all right. We, we've actually got pretty deep on this one compared to what we normally do on a film. Yeah, but it was, a, it was a deeper film. Oh, it was. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's about the Pope's music, it's going to be, a, it's going to be loosely religious as it is anyway. Yeah. So, you know. Um, but... I was pleasantly surprised about this film. Is there anything else you wanted to point out about the film? Any elements you, if you wish to mention? Not really, because otherwise we'd just be going into the plot of the film. Yeah, and we we, we do that too often a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, so no, I would actually say. I mean, we've talked mostly about the two popes, and it's called the two popes. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's time to start scoring. To be honest. Yeah. Okay. Dokey. Right. Well, here on the Manic Film Club. We don't rate the films on a scale like, say, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, which ironically this is an 89% for you guys and girls, peoples and pals. So, um, <laughs> guys and girls feels weird just to end on guys and girls, so I feel like you have to add more to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then it starts sounding like a catchphrase. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is an 89 rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but we don't run on a scale of like 1 to 10, 1 to 100. We simply rate it a hit or a miss. A hit means we like the film. Does it have rewatchability? Would we suggest it to someone else? And generally, did we enjoy the film? And if it's a miss, it's the direct opposite. I'm going to start with you, Mr. Tobias. What did you think of this film? Okay. Well, the only issue I'd say is I don't know. I don't have any need to rewatch it. I've seen it now. But. If I was in a conversation with someone, I think I would recommend it. Yeah. If it was in the right scenario, I'm not. I'm not going to go to our friend Craig going. I tell you a film you should see because no. that is he's not the audience for it. I think uh, to, before you give your actual vote, I think it's important to to note that we obviously we say that we based a hit on like rewatchability, yeah. but I think that doesn't. That's not a would you rewatch this film? I think it's could you rewatch this film? So if like say you got with a future partner. Because yeah. obviously you're, you're single at the moment. Yes. So you got with a future partner and they went, oh, there's this film on Netflix called The Two Popes. Did you want to watch it? And you went, well, I've already seen it, but if you wanted to watch it, I'd watch it with you. So I think rewatchability doesn't mean would you make an effort to see it again? Could you sit through it again? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's not a bad film. Yeah. Um, I would struggle more to sit through that comedy from the other week. You know, it's that kind yeah. of this one. I know that actually there's it's weird to call it a story when it's based on someone's life, but uh, it's got a yeah. decent narrative to it. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's there, just humor. Yeah, there's probably bits I missed. And but thing is, I think at least I understood it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and I think it does draw you in. It's it's a good script, I think. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I if someone wanted to see it, I I'd probably watch it, but I wouldn't choose to watch it myself again. No. That makes sense. But all in all, I think I'm going to give it a hit. Okay. Well, as I said, for my rating, obviously, as I said, I'm not religious. It's not something that would not would generally appeal to me. Um, I was dreading this film. Within 10, 15 minutes of this film, I realised I was actually okay. I enjoyed the film. I found myself wanting to know what was happening next. I felt bad for, for people, like in his flashbacks, yeah. about even when he was in the wrong about things. I felt bad for the characters. I wanted to know what happened next. And I came out of the film feeling good. Yeah. So I am going to give this a hit. <laughs> I am. It's been um, a while since we've had this. I know. So this is, for us, a full manic. Because we're both, we're both scoring a hit, so it gets the coveted full you manic. You know what? When we looked at the list of films that yeah. we were going to be reviewing... This was not how I'd have guessed it. No, that's, that's true. Uh, but no, fair, I, as I said, this I came out of it feeling good. I enjoyed the film. It's been me who's actually been not putting the hits across recently. Um, but this one, I don't think, I don't see how you could knock it, really. It is no. what it is, you know. I mean, if you went in expecting uh, a slapstick comedy, then you've gone into the wrong film. Yeah. It delivers. If you're going in it... looking for a light-hearted or fully vocally English film, this yes. is not for you. Uh, yeah. Um, the only thing I think they could do better is because I, obviously... I didn't notice subtitles. I think they could have made more of... I think films should publicise that they're subtitled more. I think actually, there's, there's actually quite a lot on Netflix that I've gone to watch and, and found this Netflix. Yeah. Like, yeah. is it The Rain? There's a series called The Rain, which is, I think it's Swedish or something. And again, it's, it's very much like it's a pandemic kind of thing. But I went to watch it, found it was subtitles. I haven't gone back to it because no, I, I didn't think it was going to be. I started I, so, a series... And I was like, I don't want a series of subtitles. No, made, so, it's yeah. just, especially when there's a couple of seasons to it as well. Yeah. Um, so I do think, but this isn't, that's not an opinion on this film. It's a general thing for Netflix and streaming services. I think there should be more of an obvious this is subtitled. So yeah. you know going into it. But I have no reason to not hit this film, which is a weird sentence when you say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so that so we're gonna end this on the simple note, people. Don't hit the popes. Don't do it. Don't okay. hit popes. <laughs> they don't like it. But and we people are will frown upon this it. A full manic. Woo-hoo. So Tobias. Yeah. What are we gonna watch next? Next time on the Manic Film Club. <laughs> In an inspirational buddy comedy. A young shut-in and his caregiver take a road trip in search of landmarks, but end up finding hope and friendship. Cast, Paul Rudd, Craig Roberts, Selena Gomez, director, Rob Burnett. And that is The Fundamental of Caring. Or the now, fundam- the Fundamentals, f- isn't it? This is a film that's actually been on my list for a little while anyway, because right. I watched the trailer when it was added. So this one I'm not going into with a sense of dread. <laughs> um but no, that, I mean this. That one will be out on Wednesday, the nineteenth of August. Wow! I keep saying it, but I find it absolutely mind-boggling that this series did not exist before lockdown. I know. <laughs> one I day, know. we'll do a film review club, whatever the series is called. Yeah. 
in a room together. <laughs> maybe it's possible. maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just save that for the for the manic podcast. And this this, this one will always be record compared, isn't it? Too, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna watch the fundamentals of caring next, and that'll be out on the nineteenth. Um, should be interesting because it's quite a light-hearted comedy with quite a serious topic to it by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Right. Yeah, so. it's got quite an alright cast to it as well, actually. Yeah, should be interesting. 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 Anything else you'd like to say, Tobias? Oh, I'd like to say the word personification. Oh, <laughs> I'm uh, not going to give you any backup no, to that. No. I just like to say the word. No, that's fine. Is there any hugs and plugs you want? Anything we need to plug in particular uh, this week? No, I'm not doing anything with my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, coronavirus is fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, obviously, if you want to, oh, actually, a better way to lead with that. When this episode comes out, we will also be putting out a poll onto our Twitter at the Manic Two Ends. Very, Very important. important, and that post will be helmed by the lovely Tobias. Helmed, helmed. So I'm a captain of that ship. Well, you're always the captain. We know that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> so that'll be out. But, one of the two. But generally. Twitter is the place to keep up to date with us. If we've got any updates, news, delays, or anything we need to tell you about, it's going to be via Twitter. Yes, it is. Um, we also have the Tumblr, which I haven't looked at for a little while. Have you? Have we got anything new on the Tumblr, Tobias? No, because season two finished of the Manic Podcast, so I'm having a break. That's fair. That's fair enough. <laughs> season two should be back in September, so happy days. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna obviously we're gonna we have things in between. We yeah. did a mini, we did a mini Manic. There's another mini Manic coming. There is indeed. Yeah, all the manics. <laughs> all the manics. All the manics. <laughs> but apart from that, Tobias, I think it's time to say goodbye. Bye bye, people. Bye bye. All right, see you, sweet. Other than that, stay safe. And most importantly, stay manic. <laughs>